global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. A move higher now for the Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ. And this update brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit Sector SPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. Now, let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. And here he is, Ed Lalon. Good afternoon, Charlie. Main U.S. averages are quiet today with the Dow up by 8 points. S&P gains 3 and NASDAQ rises 12. Small cap 600 gains 3 and U.S. 10-year yield at 1.53%. Six out of ten S&P sectors are higher, led by gains in energy and utilities. Sectors leading to the downside include telecoms and healthcare. Dow transports rise 32. NASDAQ biotechs are up 8. Utilities gain 5. And the VIX drops 4%. Leaders to the downside of the Dow include Caterpillar and Home Depot, while Dow leaders to the upside include Walmart and Chevron. It was a big day for oil drillers as Helmerich and Payne gains 3% and Transocean rises 4 After the bell tonight, look for earnings from raw stores, applied materials, and The Gap. Live from the first word breaking news desk, Ahmed Alon. Charlie? All right. Hey, thank you very much, Ed. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. On the political road, Hillary Clinton's team is bracing for what Donald Trump's campaign shakeup portends, a political fight that could drag out every Clinton family drama, tabloid scandal, and conspiracy theory of the past decades. So writes our Bloomberg car, uh, colleague, Margaret Tolliv. She's our White House correspondent based in Washington, D.C. So Washington, D.C., of course, is, is everyone's wondering what's going to happen now with uh, Donald Trump changing his team a bit and bringing on uh, the head of Breitbart News. Uh, what do you make of it, Margaret? Well, it was funny talking with the Clinton uh, campaign yesterday and, and watching her um, uh, address, uh, you know, her first audience after the news of this. What they seem to be making of it is some combination of not very much in terms of a change in their own course or the potential for a couple of new lines of attack against Donald Trump. Now, you can say that's been and they're possibly terrified of what Steve Bannon might unleash on America. But, uh, but what they have been saying um, is that what they always anticipate once it became clear that Donald Trump is the person they were going to be running against, was a very nasty attack, sort of tabloid-style stuff, things about Bill Clinton's past, the dramas from the White House years, uh, all that sort of stuff. So, um, And that there was this sort of brief respite over the summer with the rise of Paul Manafort within the Trump campaign where – the question was, is Manafort going to tamp down on all of that and try to run a more conventional campaign that will appeal to more centrist Republicans? Uh, he kept trying. Trump kept resisting and sort of slipping back into kind of uh, gut instinct Trump. And uh, now with what is being perceived as kind of a sidelining of Manafort and the rise of Bannon, Kellyanne Conway, um, the idea that that kind of experiment with uh, modulating influence is over and it reverts back to plan A, which is what they had planned for. So <laughs> they are to be taken at their word. There's no reason for the Clinton campaign to change course because it'll be the same campaign that they thought they would be running to begin with. 
Margaret, uh, I understand that these people are obviously working for the campaign, Kellyanne Conway and Stephen Bannon. Do any of them have any history of public service? Well, of course, it, it depends entirely on how you define public service. But if you, uh, if part of the way you define public service is to talk about uh, polling, is to talk about movement conservatism. No, I mean public about- service, like public service, like either working for the government or some kind of public service that is not involved in celebrity or high-profile media. It's about their experiences essentially around organizing Republican movements, whether it's mainstream movement or conservative movement. And um, and Trump's argument has been and will continue to be that he is not a conventional politician and he shouldn't try to run a campaign that's divine, defined by conventional politics, that if he's elected once it's time to govern, that's when you bring in the people with the governance expertise, but that when you're running a campaign, it's about ideas, personality, gut instinct, and that this is the team that reflects his gut instinct. Yeah, it's interesting how the, uh, you know, Roger Ailes uh, is now said to have taken on a more active advisory role since he was ousted from his job at uh, Fox News. He, uh, the timing perfect for Donald Trump in some sense because Ailes has been so strategic uh, about, uh, you know, political issues, about, about celebrities, about so many things that he's put together at Fox News. Yeah, the question for Trump has been and is going to continue to be with some of these shifts and, and the kind of uh, reconstitution or uh, reshaping, rhetorical reshaping of his team, is is his real challenge one of kind of organization and message consistency, or is his real challenge to be able to move beyond that part of the Republican base and into more of a center, if not a, a crossover camp? So when you kind of draw a circle around all of these folks, around Steve Bannon, around Kelly and Conway, around Roger Ailes, um, you don't traditionally think of any of these people in terms of having uh, uh, a record of uh, reaching across partisan aisles or, or, or even specializing in the center. In fact, in, in the case of uh, uh, sort of Breitbart's uh, recent history, um, more uh, more of an effort to uh, kind of uh, push John Boehner out the door as House Speaker to uh, be critical of mainstream Republicans. Now, uh, what Trump may pick up on the flip side uh, from all of these folks is knowing how to run a campaign, knowing how to get the most out of a candidate, knowing how to stay disciplined on message, on focus, to kind of see your window. That's what he's hoping. What the Clinton campaign is hoping is kind of coming from the opposite end um, of the spectrum, which is to say, does uh, does that consolidate Validate Trump's strength entirely in the base? Does it give them um, an opportunity to drive a wedge into the Republican Party to further that wedge that isolates Trump from mainstream Republicans? Can they turn around and pick up some of those votes? Uh, and can they use it to um, inspire more turnout or activism uh, on, on the Democratic side? Thank you very much, uh, Margaret Tolliff, White House correspondent for Bloomberg News, based in Washington, D.C., of course, uh, home to Bloomberg 99.1 FM and uh, 105.7 HD2. You can follow Margaret on Twitter at Margaret Tolliff, giving us her perspective on the presidential race and uh, Donald Trump's change in his campaign management. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Maserati of Morris County. Get behind the wheel of an all-new Maserati Ghibli SQ4. Why go just anywhere when you can shop like a celebrity at Maserati of Morris County? Visit MaseratiMC.com.